Welcome once again to Oakwood Connect. This is Pastor Ariel, and I am excited to continue through this journey of the Beatitudes. And once again, I have John with me, and we'll be joining, uh, we'll actually be engaging the Beatitude called Blessed Are the Meek. All right, John, we are realizing that these things are much bigger than they appear in the surface. Just little sentences that have taken up a good 30 to 40 minutes of our discussion. Uh, I'm, I'm expecting that this will not be any different. Um, as I've said, we're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 5, verse 5, where it says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And so let's start with... What we started before we think we know these words right but apparently we haven't really grasped them except and and you're right these you know you can take one verse and you can go forever and this one has always interested me because i guess i guess first of all the word meek itself when we think of meek what do we what do we picture what what is what exactly do we picture and and i guess when i when i ask that question uh even incorporating Christ himself. What what do we picture when we picture the word meek? Originally, I, I pictured the doormat. Right. Absolutely, right? And so, I, I mean, it didn't sound palatable at all. It sounded like, man, you know, I, I get to be a pushover. Great. Mm-hmm. Just once again, these, these uh, the, 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 the beatitudes here, they always sound so, they sound so appealing, right? This is something you really want to go and do. And, you know, so far we've seen, you, you know, uh, uh, thirsty and hungry we haven't seen that yet that's the next one but what were the first couple poor in spirit poor in spirit and mourning yeah and now here we have meek and like you said that's what i've always pictured too exactly this this you know this guy that you can push push over and 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 so that's what we're supposed to be and um and i think we do confuse this i mean when we try to apply meekness i think that's what happens to us but that's our definition really what meekness is um, is strength under control, mm, and so like when that. so when you hear that, it's a little different, right? Uh, having some kind of control over your strength, and you know what you you said that, and I realized let's reverse it. Mm-hmm. If I have strength but no control, really, that's a weakness, exactly, uh, because it it, it the strength controls me. Whatever I think has. I have an advantage of actually becomes a controlling factor for me. Absolutely. And, you know, in the world teaches, uh, you know, just do whatever feels right. Just follow your heart, follow your strength, if you will. And just like you said, that becomes a trap too, right? Because, you know, if I, if I do things and I never learn from my problems at the same time, I think we talked about this before, then you're really it's not a strength at all it really becomes a trap it becomes something else that is controlling your life there's a proverb and i'll probably search it as we talk a little bit but immediately i thought of the proverb that says that a man that lacks self-control is Mm -hmm. like a city without a wall exactly it's vulnerable Mm -hmm. and uh you may possess an army you may possess tremendous weaponry but if you don't have a wall you're not going to win this battle you're, you're just a sitting target mm-hmm. and to have strength minus that self-control um then it actually becomes your achilles it will be your demise you, the very thing that could have been your blessing will be actually the reason why you you fall apart exactly yeah and so so what does it mean what's the application of this what, yes, what is there. the meekness um you know for me it's a, it, 
right away when I hear strength under control, um, that means you don't have to um, fly off the handle, so to speak. You don't have to. You don't have to let your passions control you. Your your emotions control you, and that's huge. I mean, once again, in this world, we have. Um, you know, billion dollar industries that are trying to help you with that, you know, do, do some yoga or, uh, you know, we have a pill for you that'll control your, your, your emotions. So what, what does that mean? And, um, you know, first of all, again, when we think of Christ and his meekness, what, what is his meekness exactly? Mm. You know, he, um, he left heaven for us. You know, he didn't have to do that. But out of his meekness, out of his love for us, and and love and meekness seem to go hand in hand. By the way, because our our uh, our love is what makes us do things. Yes. You know, if we, if we love something, we we tend to do things for it. So, if we love Christ, just like He loved the Father and He loved us, He left heaven for us um now, we talked about uh, some of the verses and you said that you've compiled some verses obviously not we don't have time to do an exhaustive list but it, i don't know if in that list you, you have probably have the one where i think you, you're alluding to where jesus emptied himself mm -hmm. is that the one that you were going to share yeah philippians 2 verses 6 and 7 and it says uh who being in the form of god did not consider it robbery to be equal with god so he's equal with God. He is everything. God. Yeah, he is God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. Now, that's meekness to me. That's strength under control. You know, it's, it's a powerful reversal of how we view it, because what's more powerful than God? Right. Yet Jesus understood, God understands that his strength is not in his unlimited power, his strength mm. is in his love, his mm -hmm. character. So Jesus had no problem in saying, I will depose of my prerogative to speak and let things be created, um, that I can create cosmos. I'm going to put that aside and just come as myself in character. Amen. As a yeah. fragile little baby. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, he obtained not just the victory for humanity, but the victory for the whole universe in overcoming sin and Satan. Mm -hmm. So even, you know, even in Christianity, we do this weird thing where we tend to separate Jesus from God, yeah. where, you know, once again, even the the pictures that we have, the artist renditions of Christ, we get this idea of meekness. He's this, you know, because he's he's uh, skin and bones and he um this melancholy, yeah, exactly. Uh, down, oh, his eyebrows always looking, you know, right. Like so he's so somehow Christ is that, but we forget this is the Almighty. You know, <laughs> they go together. You just said that, and I'm thinking Revelation, right? Mm -hmm. um, do not cry, John, because the Lion of the tribe of Judah he has overcome, mm -hmm. and when he turns, he doesn't see a lion. It's a, it's a, it's lamb. a lamb, right? But a lamb that has the strength of a lion, because it's strength under control, mm -hmm. the control of gentleness. And, and you know, you, you're you're not bouncing this back and forth. And when I shared, you know, Jesus put aside his prerogatives to be able to speak things into existence. That was his first temptation, wasn't it? In mm -hmm. Matthew chapter four, when Satan said, "If you are the Son of God, say, speak to these right. stones that they may become bread." He is wanting Jesus to uh, lose control mm -hmm. of his strength. Exactly. To, to use yeah. it in a self-seeking, selfish manner. But Jesus never once did. 
everything he did, he did through the power of the Father, but he never took advantage of that right. access. In, in Gethsemane, when he says, uh, when the disciples were ready to fight, Jesus says, don't you know that I could ask my Father for 12 legions of angels right now? But I won't. Right. Exactly. I will not exercise my strength outside of the control of love. Mm-hmm. And so you, so we start to see what meekness is then. It, again, it is not that... Uh, you know, Jesus was like, oh, golly gee, I'm not going to do it. It was, he was tempted mm. to use it. And he had it. He had the ability to do so, like you were just saying. But he, in order to to fulfill what needed to be fulfilled, he couldn't, you know, he couldn't use it at the same time. Um, so, yeah, we start to see, we need to switch our minds when it yeah. comes to this word meek. Um, I, I, I was thinking about... Genesis 4 mm-hmm. because we have Jesus and sometimes we learn best by contrasting things Right, and you have Jesus um, coming in the way he did he was powerful yet uh, he didn't use that strength except to bless others and then you have the story of Cain and Abel where I mean earlier this is what triggered me when you said emotions mm-hmm. when you let our emotions mm-hmm. our passions control us you have in Genesis chapter 4 God asking a question to Cain in Genesis 4 6 the Lord said to Cain why are you angry Mm. he was the older brother I'm imagining he may have been more robust more experienced more whatever he had more strength than Abel did but strength without control became his weakness and he could not control anger Mm -hmm. and actually Jesus points to you know no matter no matter how muscular you may be you know you and I are pretty buffed (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, so this is definitely applied to us <laughs> that's that's why this is a podcast and not video <laughs> amen brother praise the lord for that um but it's not physical strength it's not intellectual strength right it's not social strength it's not financial strength it's not academic strength none of these strengths can withstand what what god pointed out to cain in verse 7 says sin is crouching at your door mm. all of us have that what breaks us, right? what makes us weak. Whatever intellectual strength I may have, whatever social influence strength I may have, whether it's uh, resources or finances or um, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. the world deems th- as strength or power, because of sin, all of that becomes weakness. Right. It actually becomes is something that will become a curse because Cain later on gets cursed because he, he was not able to control his anger. He was not meek. Mm-hmm. He was weak. Right. You know, I use the example of, um, and, and I, was, I was on the wrong side of this as well, but when I would meet somebody who, uh, in the old days before I was a Christian, uh, that didn't drink, you know, when I, when I met somebody who didn't drink, my, the, 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 the next thought or the next thing I would say would be, well, we got to take you out and get you drunk, right? <laughs> as if now that I'm on the other side, and I've heard it too, which makes me kind of laugh, but now people have said it to me. As if somehow that person didn't know that there were bars or party stores or beer in every grocery store. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Somehow they didn't know that. What I did, my foolishness, what I didn't realize was that they, yes, they were meek, but that strength, they know they, it's very easy to get alcohol. For some reason in my head, this person didn't know that they could go get it. And so they were using their strength that they got from wherever, from Christ, usually, actually, those people. But You, you made me immediately think of a situation that took place in Columbus, Ohio. It was a group of Bible workers. 
We were staying at the Harding Hospital, psychiatric hospital in Columbus, Ohio. And they had individuals that would come and do the landscaping. And of course, all of us are Bible workers, missionaries. We're itching for Bible studies and we're looking at everybody to see if we can get a Bible study. And so the landscaping people were outside and immediately (laughs) the girls cooked a meal. The guys, you know, helped them chop stuff. And the idea was we're going to feed them. They're going to ask for Bible studies. Right. (laughs) You know, very simple strategy. And when we finally got to the point, they could smell it. Mm-hmm. You know, they saw us bringing <laughs> Bibles, and we kind of like you know conspicuously le- left the Bible on the table, and we're serving them the food. But um, I think it was Fadia pitched the, the the question to the guys, and it was me, Nate Gibbs, who now he's now a pastor, ironically here in Michigan as well. And um, as Fadia says, "Hey, you know, have you guys ever thought about studying the Bible? You know, learning things more about God and Jesus?" The one guy smirked. He was like waiting for it. And he, mm-hmm. he now had the comeback, right? The comeback response was, we don't need a crutch. I don't need a crutch. Mm. I'm not weak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm strong. I, I, I have outgrown those childish crutches for the weak-minded. Wow. And so my friend, Nathaniel Gibb, who had been an, an atheist, he's actually from Grand Rapids and very dark past, um, just sat there and observed that as that man finished saying that statement, he pulls out a cigarette pack and lights it up. And Nathaniel, I don't know if he thought about it or filtered it, but he blurted it out and looked at him and said, oh yeah, crutches. <laughs> and the guy caught it. Mm-hmm. Like, we called, he called him out. Right. You don't need a crutch, really, but you're an addic- you have an addiction. Right. You cannot put that away, can you? Exactly. And so... It dawned on me. At first, I was like embarrassed, like, whoa, bro, you, you just blew our Bible study away. You know, you're definitely not going to want it. But it actually turned it around because right. Nathaniel was sincere. He was not trying to bash him or, you know, counteract his, oh, the need to crutch statement. What Nathaniel was doing is, you're so blind. Mm-hmm. You think you're strong. You think you don't need God. You don't realize how powerful sin is. Sin is actually way more powerful than a cigarette addiction. Mm-hmm. And you think you want to be able to withstand that is only gentleness strength under control we don't have it right it can only come through christ mm-hmm. so actually after that the guy l- lowered his guard and began to open up more mm. but it took that confrontation of oh so we christians are the ones that need crutches which right. goes right along with what you were thinking the guy that doesn't drink doesn't drink because he's weak right he actually has an inner strength that says i'm not going to try to pretend that my problems are going to go away by mm-hmm. um, I remember this reggae song I used to listen to a long time ago called Red Red Wine mm-hmm. you make all my problems go away that was the gist I can't remember the lyrics right now uh, you keep me happy all of the time mm-hmm. that's a huge crutch alcoholism is actually destructive in our church John I mean we were talking about this last night we have a group of precious individuals who are now trying to put the pieces back together because of no control right these Mm -hmm. things just cause them to lose control which is part of the 12 steps my life has become unmanageable Mm -hmm. and so what christianity offers first of all is a confrontation which is what jesus is doing through these beatitudes he's trying to pound through our shallow weak shell of self-confidence and saying those will not get you through life only gentleness will provide you the strength you need. Amen. And you and and you're you're hitting on something that's in um 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verses 4 through 8 talks about the same thing. Um cuz you know gentleness and all these things that you're talking about these are all um uh fruits if you will of of love, 
right, mm-hmm. of, of love. And right. uh, again, First Corinthians thirteen four through uh, eight talks about it. it. Says love suffers long and it is kind. Love does not envy, does not uh, parade itself, is not puffed up. These are all problems of not being meek. By the way, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, and bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Uh, love never fails, but whatever there are, uh, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. So again, just. Uh, the the root of all of this is love right mm-hmm. uh, and and meekness if there are two words in our in our language that have been abused the most it is love and meekness yes. i would say you know again our definition of meekness is 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 this weak individual and love you know growing up for me that word love was just kind of gross because it because of the of how we have shaped it. It made the Bible the equivalent of the diary of a wimpy kid. Yes, exactly. So mm-hmm. I don't know, I haven't read the books, but the title, you know, that you think that's Jesus. Right. You know, the pushover, mm-hmm. the one that is you get slapped in one cheek, turn. Right. But really what takes the greatest strength mm-hmm. under control. Exactly. Right. So and yeah, you're absolutely right. So again, this the, the word love and just what does that mean exactly? But love is powerful. Love is yeah. uh, the thing that you know, bringing meekness into like a family situation, you know, once again, sometimes you hear the word meek and how to struggle and how you deal with your family. It almost sounds like the husband has to be a doormat in order to have a happy family. Yes, honey. Right. Yes, exactly. Honey. You know, happy wife, happy life thing or, uh, you know, all of those things that we hear now, it seems like. Um, and that's not. You're not a happy family if one person is the doormat all the time. That's right. That's, you're, you're not a happy family at all. I think sometimes we go too far that way, though, when we, when we talk about like the family and relationships and stuff. I mean, you know as well, and and most people, if you have kids, you know it takes an incredible amount of meekness. <laughs> Man, to- brother, you're 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 touching on on something powerful. Um, I remember I was studying with a group of young ladies in Bering Springs, and a, a young lady named Jessica Young. She was struggling with parts of the gospel mm-hmm. um, because you struggle with how do you apply this, right? Do right. I have to become a doormat? And I mean, what you're touching is an extremely sensitive issue because you know we have male headship and you know wives submit to your husbands, uh, uh, uh. Mm-hmm. Um, or like you said, sometimes the culture says husbands you submit it, to your right? wives. Yeah, there's there's no um, way around of how to apply meekness. So she said, you know, pastor. I'm having a hard time with turn the other cheek. Mm-hmm. Pastor, what if someone, you know, says something cruel or unjust or a lie? Am I just supposed to say, okay, tell another lie about me? Or, you know, gossip a little more? You know, you mm-hmm. haven't gossiped enough. What does that mean to turn the other cheek? It sounds like I'm turning into a doormat. Mm-hmm. And how do I how do I process that? And I, and I told her, well, Jesus didn't leave us with just the theory. He experienced it. And when you look at Jesus in the, in the judgment hall, he does get slapped. Mm-hmm. And what does it mean to turn the other cheek, I believe, gets amplified in that scene because uh, Jesus has just answered the question of the high priest and he gets slapped. Mm. The, the high priest commands um, this soldier to go and slap Jesus. And Jesus doesn't say slap the other. 
what Jesus says is, why have you struck me? If I have said something wrong, point it out. But if I have said nothing wrong, why did you slap me? Mm -hmm. That's a powerful question because what Jesus is doing is saying, who controls you? Mm -hmm. Tell me if I said something wrong. I know I haven't said anything wrong. And you know I haven't said anything wrong. You have just slapped an innocent man. Right. Have you violated your conscience to please something, someone else? Is someone, I mean, you can have authority as, as far as civil or secular, but spiritual authority, only God should govern my heart. Who's governing your conscience? You have just done something unrighteous. You violated your conscience. Why? Mm -hmm. That to me is strength under control. And, and Jesus confronts a soldier that physically may have been able to quote unquote outpower Jesus, but not when it came to the gentleness, the meekness. Jesus was manifesting the highest form of meekness when he, number one, did not retaliate with a punch like Peter would have done it. But Jesus retaliates with the question of love. Right. You are right now with no self-control. Mm -hmm. Right now you are a puppet and you know it. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm not a puppet. What I do, I do out of love. I do out of choice. Mm -hmm. Which is power. I mean, you said Absolutely. earlier, the, the love is truly the, the most powerful force in the universe. And how is it get, gets manifested? In meekness. Right. In gentleness. Amen. Right. Um, you know, again, using the family uh, scenario, again, our we can overpower our children, right? We can absolutely do that. <laughs> well, At, right, right now, right anyway. Now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it requires so much more than that. That's not the power that, uh, or the the strength that you need as a as a father or as a mother. You need this type of strength. Mm, it oh, is brother, yes. it is love that mm. obviously you won't. Because you can overpower them doesn't mean you're going to. It is your, you are following the, you know, you, the love. You could overpower them to, by force, do what you want them to do. Mm -hmm. But in doing so, you're actually pushing them away from you. Absolutely. If there is no reason for what you're doing, if it's just, once again, your emotions, your passion, you're you know, taking over... Yeah, that's exactly what you're doing. Especially you're once the, 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 the reason and intellect begins to develop and maturity begins to grow, the more of the experience independence, mm -hmm. um, if there's no love there, um, they, they, what will you do? I mean, you can't spank your 18-year-old, right. right? You can't send your 22-year-old to your room if they're still living at home. Right. Uh, it, those tactics, they, they need to move and transition to that your children need to be given reasons to love you. Right. And, you know, the Bible tells us we love him because he first loved us. And that's the task of us as parents. You know, you talk about the need of these, these you know, the poor in spirit, mourning, and now in meekness, gentleness. These are just um, uh, essential, non-compromising, not optional qualities that I need as a dad. Right. If I, if I want my children to obey me eventually... The only true obedience is not because I took my belt out of my pants. The only true obedience is because I've shown them my heart. Amen. Right. Exactly. So this this meek thing. This is a this is a constant a constant struggle. Really. Mm, I mean, this yeah. isn't something that daily. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's a it's it's daily. And it, and just like anything else in Scripture, if you start to dissect it, it gets bigger and <laughs> yes. it gets bigger and it gets bigger. Like right? like our sermons, right? My sermon especially. <laughs> 
Right. So, <laughs> so again, so this is something that you know the people that are listening to Christ. He's not picking people out of the crowd and go and see the meek. The meek people, they're okay. Uh, this is some. This is a. This is a work, if you will, and it's not a work that hey, I'm going to work my way into heaven. But it does absolutely change your character. All of a sudden, your character is Christ's character mm. if you practice meekness. And you know, I, I always use this analogy: if you're, if you think you're you're good and you're you're patient and you're meek, well, then go drive down 94 for a little while, right? <laughs> I mean, that's where it really gets tested, if you will. Um, or two seventy-five, exactly. Four fifty-five. <laughs> right. I mean, so even in those scenarios, you know, using grace for others, you know, as Christians, we rely on grace so much, but we're but we hoard it at the same time. Oh, so when the, the afternoon that we were driving to Detroit for our job interview. I mean, we had lived in Bering Springs, which is at the other end, mm -hmm. not just of the state, but of the spectrum of amount of vehicles. Right. I mean, the town we lived in has one traffic light, you know, that's it. Uh, one pizzeria, one Taco Bell, that's like mm -hmm. the main strip. Um, so it's, it's a small, you know, rural farms, tons of farms around. So we're driving, praying, you know, excited, nervous, what is this going to be about? And just as we got past Ann Arbor and we're coming into this um, area where there's all of a sudden the cars multiplied around yeah. us and I have forgotten what it was like to drive around such crowded and I'm staying in my lane, I'm going at the speed limit mm -hmm. and maybe that was my fault <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because the lane is that taking care of Gianna. Gianna was a one-year-old at that time. We were in our Siena and the lane says, honey, I can't believe it. Someone just gave us the finger. <laughs> I'm like, what? What, do, what were you doing? Did you just cut someone off? I'm like, honey, I haven't changed lanes. I'm going at the right speed limit. I'm turning the turn signal. There's your problem. There you go, brother. <laughs> <laughs> we don't value meekness. Right, we don't. Uh, aggressive, you know, you, I'm going to cut you off. And if you, if you cut me, I'm going to cut you. And I'm going to block you because I'm, I have strength. Mm -hmm. My car's bigger. Right. You know, you, you have a hoopty, I have a Mercedes. Move, get out of my way. Right. The... the the, the world has it so wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, the world... And I guess in that instance, my wife manifested self-control because she didn't respond in like manner. Mm -hmm. You know, we have accidents. We have road rage. I remember reading some years ago, people in Florida shooting each other out over traffic, you know, mm -hmm. going past people. Is that strength All right. or weakness? Exactly, yeah. So... It's our, our world is oblivious to its true condition. Mm -hmm. So you're right. When Jesus said this, he was not thinking of, oh, yeah, over there, Joe reminds me, by the way, or uh, Luke over there reminds me, I need to talk about the meek people. Mm -hmm. Here's a meek person, right? No, himself. Right. Jesus is the only human that really manifests that or models that fully for us. And so it's twofold. If we practice this, first of all, we don't practice it unless we love Christ. Mm -hmm. And and. It, it, but we also get our love from Christ. That's right. And so now we have those things, and now we have to practice it. It's kind of like the commandments, right? Love God first with all your heart, and then you can apply it. And the reason that we apply it is because so we so we grow in it. Mm -hmm. And and um, you know that goes along with you know spreading the gospel and all of those things. But there's a reason God wants or Christ asks 
asks us to be meek, and it's the the practicing of it. It keeps us connected to Him. We mm. we can't be meek, nor do we even want to be, mm, if we're right. not connected to Him. You said something that just triggered two two thoughts. Mm-hmm. You talked about I never connected this until you said it. How meekness is crucial for the gospel to get to get preached. Absolutely, because in the Greek you have we translate them differently, but you know we we have a witness and a martyr. Is the same Greek word, mm. and so martyrs witness. And how are you going to be a martyr without this gentleness, without strength under control? Right. Because you know what martyrs did actually is manifest the utmost strength in that I'm seeing my children getting mauled by bears and lions, and the crowd laughing and jeering and spitting at us, and yet I'm singing hymns, mm. and yet I'm praying for them. Right. I'm saying like Stephen as he's getting stoned. Lord, don't count Praying this sin mm-hmm. against them. Any other thing, but right now, I don't want you to take this into their account. That, brother, is, of course, not a human. It's, it's not humanly possible to speak like that or feel like that with sincerity unless Christ is living inside of me. And unless that is living inside of me, preaching the gospel becomes pointless mm-hmm. because I will contradict the very gospel that I'm preaching. And I think sometimes we have this thought that... Uh, um, I'll be able to be a martyr. I'll be able to do all of that, but we never do. But I feel like my wife asked me to do the dishes. Right, exactly. Right, <laughs> but she's you know yeah. Uh, so and that's it. So the the reason that I believe anyway, the reason that Christ is saying this is that it is the daily struggle. It is the having to rely on Him and then giving it to others. This practice is exactly. You know, we need it. We absolutely mm. need it. Right. So that we can begin to land the plane, John. Mm-hmm. Any any thoughts that you want to start bringing that we can you know bring into closure? This brief, but you know, this has been rich mm-hmm. study in the word meek. Um, mm-hmm. Any any closing thoughts that you may have, or well, just again the uh, for for me it, the struggle of changing that definition in my head mm. um, that. You know, again, growing up, power, you know, the, the strong guy and all of that, that really is not the strong guy at all. Um, you it's know, I'll, so counterculture. I just, you said that I'm realizing we are enamored with superheroes that have superpowers. Right. And none of them, you know, you don't have gentle guy. Mm-hmm. You will never see Hollywood making it. Well, that'd be the worst movie ever. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, that does, I, again, it's an example I always use. We have these these action heroes that um, uh, the action movies where there's, there's this guy and he's he's worked in an office his whole life he's all he's done is push papers and you know yeah. all these things and then a tragedy happens and all of a sudden he can he's a ninja right all of a sudden he <laughs> can climb he, walls a spider bites right and, and uh, well not even just this I'll, I'll leave the superhero ones out it's this idea that as human as humans now that somebody has kidnapped my child, for example, oh, yeah, yeah, now yeah, all yeah. of a sudden Those, I am uh, going to be strong, yeah. and I'm going to slaughter, do anything I can yeah. to, for that person. And the reality is, most people don't—they don't have that in them. Nope. You because know? if you think, you know, wow, that dad, you know, he blew up a building and shot up the kidnappers. Mm-hmm. But this dad won't put his phone down to spend time with his kids. Exactly. We don't. So once again, we're going to jump into that, but we're not practicing it every day. That doesn't make sense. Jesus is awesome because he says, if you're not faithful in the little things, right? How are you going to be in the big ones? Mm-hmm. So martyrdom is today. 
I don't, I don't need a fire. I don't need a crowd and a circus to be a martyr. Mm-hmm. I need to be a martyr with my kids. Right. I need to be gentle and die to self and ask, Lord, you Lord, it's, it's not in me. I, I will retaliate. When my wife says, you forgot the trash again, right. you know, I will begin each other's genealogies. <laughs> You're just like your mom. You're just like your dad. Ah, <laughs> right. There's no gentleness there. Right. And where there's no gentleness, you have strife and weakness mm-hmm. and lack of self-control. Right. Brothers have been powerful, man. I, I've been convicted and I've been blessed. Thank you. Thank um, you. So as we continue uh, further um, exploring this, we want to invite you. We talked about gentleness. It can never happen with Jesus. And Jesus, we need prayer and time with the Word. So as this week continues, prioritize time with Jesus in prayer and His Word. And this attribute will grow inside of you. It's a supernatural miracle, but it's real. It can be experienced in your life.